we started. Just started now. Yes. Yes. But I can trim it if you don't. Maybe <laughs> 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 it started. All right. Well, welcome everyone, Paul. Nice to see you all, wherever you are or what time it is, where you are. Uh, this is a talk on mostly what we're not and duality with the hopes that the fact of non-duality will start overriding the assumed fact of subject-object. Yes, so that's all that's really necessary. It doesn't have to, it's not a it doesn't go on, it doesn't, it's not like a light switch, you know, duality, non-duality. It's just an emphasis changes. So the emphasis goes into the non-duality and then that gives you a very good view of the activity of duality. Yes? So it's not like one fights the other. It's more that one is appearing in the other. So the duality is a way things appear to us, yes, because we're rooted in a subject-objectness. When that, and there's a lot of interest and attention in that direction, so something that's so profoundly obvious seems to be lost or not here. And all is really needed because the fact is a fact, yeah, we are, let's say, awake, or we are awakeness. So there doesn't need to be an acquiring of it or a, a, even a realization of it because you are it, yeah? So the whole point is to sort of get clear about what you're not. And when that clarity about what you're not disarms the activity of what you're not, then interest and attention moves, and now uh, there's more interest in a sense and attention. It's not your interest and attention. It's just more interest and attention on what you are than what you're not. So that starts overriding the influence of what you're not in your life. Yeah, What you're not's never going to uh, override the influence of what you're not. It will just reinforce it. Yeah. Even when it wants to lose interest in itself, it's interest in itself. So there's a little bit of a conundrum, like a little Chinese torture thing. And it's just, that's just a fact, because I wanted to read something. I misplaced this for a while, and I wanted to read this uh, thing from Ramana, from this old uh, thing. <laughs> and this is in uh, one of many of his uh, many books about his teachings, but I like the way he says it here. So there is no greater mystery than this, that being the reality ourselves, we seek to gain reality. So I just want to stop here. So in the idea of non-duality, the assumption is we are what we are looking for. Yeah, the assumption is we are that, as he just stated here. He's, he calls us reality. Yeah. It says there is no greater mystery than this, that being that being the reality ourselves. Yeah. Not understanding the reality ourselves, not having it, not once had it and lost it, but being 
being the reality ourselves right now. That's sort of why the way St. Francis said is what's looking is what you're looking for. He didn't put any time or location for that to be so. It's just a fact. What's looking is what you're looking for. And in a sense, that being the reality ourselves, we seek to gain reality. There is no greater mystery than this, that being the reality ourselves, we seek to gain reality. So we are the living of this mystery that has no fact involved in it other than the fact that what we're looking for is what's looking, which is reality, yeah? So when we're looking for reality, we're using reality to find reality. You see? Yeah. So the only reality you're going to find is something that's not real, <laughs> like a conceptual reality or a conditional reality or a circumstantial reality or a reality that gives a length to that which comes and goes, yeah? That, that which arises and just just departs, yeah? That's not reality, yeah? So the great mystery is being reality ourselves, we seek to attain reality. Now, how could that be... Not only how could that start, but continue in time. There must be an activity going on that's assuming we're something other than reality, yes? We're being something other than reality. So we're being Paul, and we're being Mike, and we're being Judith and Kerry. We're not being reality. <laughs> being ourselves is not being reality. It's be <laughs> being... See, the statement is being reality ourselves, but being ourselves isn't reality. Being ourselves is the act of denying reality. Yeah. It is. It has, you know. So basically, <laughs> that's why you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. That statement is based on the same fact that this statement's on. You know, being reality ourselves uh, and seeking to attain reality. You can see that's not going to work out well. Yeah, it's just going to reinforce the unreality. That's why the same statement is using the Buddha to seek the Buddha isn't going to go anywhere. So being reality ourselves, using ourselves to attain reality doesn't work. Yeah, that's it. That's the explanation. So let's say shit hasn't worked and the explanation the mental state has given us is we haven't done enough. We should do more. I'm not, I'm not super sincere. It isn't the top of my priority. I've got to concentrate. I need to practice mindfulness. I've got to focus. I got to be vigilant. I've got to open my heart. I got to do tons of this stuff. Yeah? No. Why it hasn't worked isn't based on any of that. It's not basing, based that you did too little and you needed to do more. It's based on being reality ourselves, seeking to attain reality. Yes, that's it. That's the, that's the non-duality answer to the conundrum we run into. Because we work so hard to maintain a certain condition, let's say we call spiritual. We try to go to 
places that are outside the daily living and usually now we I call them the upper middle way they're very nice you get great food no phone calls from people you owe money to you know maybe massages who knows and so yeah in that sense uh, you, you can have your outer circumstances which are emotions and thinking like that this is the outer yeah this isn't yeah. what can compete what can be perceived would be the outer and what's perceiving isn't you know so what well, this outer and this outer trying to get those conditions all lined up to feel something that we can't seem to feel any other way that's not it 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 the simple thing is could could that be construed as using reality to attain reality all the while being reality i feel so i feel in most cases it's true yeah so what's one to do let the let the message hit you and it has it's not on you it's not like you didn't do enough yeah it was all mistaken reality can't attain reality because it's reality yeah <laughs> it's that simple all right end of story man all right a lot of guilt and shame and fucking just lifts off yeah and who's the better for it what you're not really <laughs> so what you're not realizes sooner or later that something that it's not is doing for it what it can't do for itself yeah reality <laughs> <laughs> so now seeing that you, what you're not you're able to be had by peace you're able, able to be had by reality you're able to be had by truth because you're not had by all the other shit yeah so you're up for grabs and now, now you're in the right hands so to speak and so enough interest and attention has moved out of the obsession with this idea of self and now is resting in presence yeah which lends a relief from the bondage of self but not through the self yeah from the self so you come to a lot of rude awakenings one of them is you're the reason why it hasn't worked yeah it's like you're the reason why the party sucks that you heard was so great when you arrived there <laughs> that's the thing you can't the party can't be great with you arriving there that's the dilemma yeah you keep trying it i want to get it to, i want to experience my own absence you can't it's impossible that which wants to experience your own absent would be absent <laughs> That's what we want to be absent. That which wants to experience its own absence. We want that to be absent. And you know, thank God it actually is. Yeah. <laughs> it only appears to be present when we're, when we're, when being reality ourselves, we lend some of that reality to this storyline, this dreamt activity, this action figure. And so we're never being 
Paul ourselves. We were Paul. We're going to be Paul. Yeah. But being reality ourselves, that's the only way reality is being is now. Yeah. Being reality. It, it's not, oh, I was reality. Somehow I lost it along the way. I'm hoping that I will be reality later. No, being it now. Yeah, always now, always now, always now. No time has to pass because there's no, there's no point that you're moving from and moving towards. Yeah, it's just here and now. Yeah. So he says here, I'm happy I found this again because I like this. Because this is one of the big ones you hear quite a lot in uh, all these meetings. And that is, let me see if I can find it. It's about the uh, self-will and predestination. All right. Let me get it. Oh, here he goes. So one of the people at his meeting asked them, has man any free will or is everything in his life predetermined? Yeah. Ramana says, free will exists together with the individuality. As long as the individuality lasts, so long is there free will. Yeah. So that which you're not, that feeling of individuality, yeah, has a sense of free will. It's that's where those questions come from. Instead of talking about the free will or predestination, see if there's an individual. Yeah. So he says it beautifully right here. Find out who it is who has free will or predestination and abide in that state. Yeah. Instead of right now abiding in the state of what you're not, find out who is it you'll realize there's no one and you'll be abiding in, in the state of as you are. Yeah. There's going to be abiding either way. Yeah. So find out who it is who has free will or predestination and abide in that state. Then both are transcended. That is the only purpose in discussing these questions. To whom do such questions present themselves? Discover that and be at peace. Because what you're going to find, that who that has who is concerned about these topics is not us. Yeah? So there will be a loss of interest in it. And when that loss of interest in it, there's seemingly an interest gained in the presence. To the point that the presence now has more stock than what you're not has. Yeah? So it has the majority vote in how the day is perceived. So now you see life from presence instead of looking at life from the mental activity. Hmm. And where does the relief arrive at from seeing it at from presence? In the experience of the mental activity. That's where it does. So the relief is in this place but is not of this place. Yeah. I'm wondering why I can't see anyone in the squares. I'm trying to look through these reading glasses. <laughs> so, yeah. 
just uh, just put it out there the idea do you see that free will and predestination the interest in all that is based on the individualism yeah that sense of being a long-lasting independent separate entity spawns all these other topics and all the interests towards those topics but all of them are the free will as he says so beautifully is completely dependent on the sense of individuality as long as that sense exists so does the free will feeling yes you could use tons of things that could be talked about after they're all all the interest in all of those topics is based on the individuality if you're not the individuality you'll lose interest in those topics yes hence probably no many, not many questions until zoom arrived and then yeah now we got to make them up to just to have this contact but <laughs> and there's that value again the real value in these questions and that and the only purpose in discussing these questions is to find out to 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 whom do such questions present themselves yes the questions come with the sense of individuality don't you see and their real value is to go instead of looking for the answer to the question is to is to see who is the questioner yeah that's their value and when it's not you when you realize i'm not that abide in that state yeah which is finally be ourselves being reality yeah Instead of ourselves being screwed, ourselves being this, ourselves being worried about next week, ourselves about this, or that. No, ourselves being reality. Yeah. Wow. Anything can go in the dreaming. It doesn't mean, uh, could you imagine when people try to look like their reality as an individuality? They usually have a big stick up the anus, yeah? Because they have some idea they're supposed to speak very slowly and look very lovingly at all times. It's so crazy. It can look any way it wants to because we're not of that. Yeah. The hand could put any puppet character on. Any one of them. Yeah. The puppet character has nothing to do with it. To me that we're all art projects. Thank God. Yeah, can you imagine if we all had a certain being ourselves reality? We acted like a fucking, you know, saintly drone? That would suck. All right, well, that to me is the assumption of non duality, just to read it once again. Being ourselves reality, yeah. If there's if there's an argument at that point, you may be in the wrong store. Yes. 
But if you're open to that as the assumption that this talks are based on, the talks, why the importance is on what we're not, is based completely that being ourselves reality, yeah? Being ourselves reality, the importance now is about what we're not, obviously. If it was being ourselves, a seeker, very lost, whatever, then the emphasis would be on reality. And we, we would talk about what it would be like to be reality or whatever, and, or how other people in the past gained reality and what we may need to do to arrive at reality. But the fact, the underlying assumption of the meaning, every meaning, is being ourselves reality, we're now going to turn and look at what we're not. Yes? If it was being ourselves screwed up, it would be a whole different view. Yeah? But screw up, not screw up can appear, but the fact is being ourselves reality, okay, I'm open to that. All right, well, let's look at what we're not. Yeah, because obviously what we're not seems to be the presentation of a denial of being ourselves reality. Yeah, that's what it is, really. As the Course in Miracles says on that page, you know, uh, firm in faith in this something else we made to be ourselves, we're actively denying what we are. Yeah. So in a weird way, if this preoccupation is the active denial of what we are, it would be insane to try to use this to affirm what we are. Yeah? I don't know. It would seem to be, it would have two different uh, agendas. It would be like not working. Yeah? Its whole point is to be the visual presentation of separation, long-lasting, independent, separate things, all this, the emphasis on a thing is supreme. Yeah, to have that be the one that's going to lead the search for reality seems like an insane idea. I would think it would use the search for reality to reinforce the reality it believes it is. Yes. And how long do you have to convince it otherwise? I would just recognize the fallacy or the or the limitation of the program and maybe don't use anything. Yeah? <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, turn, bring the antennas down. You know, just, just shut the search for, for, you know, intelligence life out there. Just shut it down and see if there's intelligence life here. I don't know. I don't mean we can shut it down, but in a way it shuts down when there's oh, a recognition of the true futility of using what you are to look for it. Yeah. It's so it's so freeing. And it's a it's a freeing that establishes, yeah? It isn't a coming and going thing. It can establish and that will be a fact in your life. Yeah? The whole fooling around and getting confused and misled will won't be there. You there'll be a convinced 
that this is so, no matter what goes on. Yeah? <laughs> you know this place needs to be reinforced all day. But the truth doesn't. The truth can stand on its own. It doesn't need our help. Yeah? Being ourselves reality, uh, where are you going to go from there? Yeah? <laughs> I think I want to get, make a shirt with that. Being ourselves a reality. <laughs> you go to the market, you go to Whole Foods, you do this. What? Oh, yeah. Being ourselves reality, we can look like a huge asshole. <laughs> that's a nice way to start the meetings. Let's start it with being ourselves reality. Open up the, release the Krakens. <laughs> All right, Mike, thank you. Um, no hands yet. And today's course lesson is exactly the same stuff about reality, trying to apprehend reality. Um, can I read a couple of paragraphs from the today's lesson? Yeah. And just for those that don't know it, it does add kind of like downstream elements, like you know, like Paul brings up guilt, and in this particular case, it's questioning worth. But leaving that aside, it sounds exactly the same. Who is the doubter? What is it he doubts? Whom does he question? Who can answer him? He merely states that he is not himself, and therefore, being something else becomes a questioner of what that something is. Yet. You could never be alive at all unless he knew the answer. If he asks as if he does not know, it merely shows he does not want to be the thing he is. He has accepted it because he lives, has judged against it and denied its worth, and has decided that he does not know the only certainty by which he lives. Thus he becomes uncertain of his life, for what it is has been denied by him. It is for this denial that you need atonement. Your denial made no change in what you are, but you have split your mind into what knows and does not know the truth. You are yourself. There is no doubt of this, and yet you doubt it. But you do not ask what part of you can really doubt yourself. It cannot really be a part of you uh, that asks this question, or it asks of one who knows the answer. Were a part of you, then certainty would be impossible. <laughs> yes. You think it sounds exactly the same? Yes. Except for the worth, you know, and the atonement. Yeah, it's, uh, he, uh, it's presented a lot of times with a lot of words, but the, yeah. the, the nuts always in there. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I know. I like, I'm going to just start with being ourselves reality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, it, and, it, that, and the lesson does end up with like, Okay, let's put that stuff aside now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get the thing. Because it's the same thing with firm and faith in uh, this something else to be yourself. Yeah. Yes. See, it's like a statement of what is it you know that you don't want to know? <laughs> or you could say, what it is, what is it you are that you don't, that you don't want to be what you are? Whatever. Yeah. There's a denial, an act of denial. Yeah. Uh, Anna raised her hand. Ready? 
Hey, Paul, how are you? Good. Who's this? Anu. Anu. Oh, Anu. How are you, Anu? I'm good. Um, I'm glad, for the record, you're not a saintly drone. Um, it would not be a good look on you, I think. The what? I'm glad you're not a saintly drone. Um, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. No. No. Um, I had a question. Um, you can't have a New York accent with the saintly drone. It doesn't work. No, would not. No. Uh, the question yeah. that I had was, um, you said that um, the thought rises and then the mental state rises to uh, take ownership of that, right? So, so just mulling that over, that means that there's nobody really doing anything. There's no nobody thinking or, and I'm assuming if I apply it, there's nobody doing anything or deciding anything or... Yeah. Smelling or touching. So, yeah. okay. So basically this voice, uh, this, um, the ownership of the me or the I basically just like a annoying roommate who just has a running commentary on, I like this and I don't like this, but after the fact, when it doesn't matter anymore. Yes. So it's a totally useless negative unhappy voice in the head that's is that so it doesn't really affect anything in our life except make us miserable well it can or it can be a vast uh treasure trove of comedic moments but it doesn't really uh, make any decisions or um no but it's it claims that uh, it claims decisions have been made yes yes so basically something's happening and then there's an interpretation of that happening in a self-centered manner, yes? So let's say what's happening is just all happening, yeah? Verbing, yeah? The mental process reaction to verbing is to try to find a noun in there, yeah? And finding no noun, it places one in there with the interpretation, yeah? So now it switches it to uh, now, actually, it wouldn't be so bad if it was actually what happens, which would be verb noun, it switches it to noun verb, yeah? So we don't see the verb comes first, and then there's a claiming, and then the noun is presupposed. We see everything from the noun first. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's called self-centeredness, really. Yeah, so, so uh, it would be an upgrade if you could see the verbing and then how the verbs get claimed and then the noun is supposed and then witness the presupposing of it as ramana says of the noun being before all the verbs <laughs> yeah because most of us are living there not living where we're living out an interpretation with that dynamic noun verb yes yeah and if the if only the verbs would change sufficiently and a lot of them would be other nouns we we would really do great as a noun <laughs> and despite tons of evidence to the contrary it stubbornly keeps pushing on and because we've taken ourselves to be the manufacturing of that activity 
we can't seem to get out of it because getting out of it would be more being in it yeah so we get caught by uh one of its nets which is self can't get out of self yeah so the noun tries to get out of the noun which is just more nouning yes yeah so how do you get out of it there's a realization being reality ourselves we're not the noun yeah that's so see we're not saying we're not the noun as the noun i point that out that doesn't work if you pre if you before you say that you put being reality ourselves we're not the noun so when you see from reality you're not the noun <laughs> you know you never were the noun and you're never going to be the noun. and it's not charged it's not like god damn that noun no it's just a clear you know you're not the noun <laughs> that's it's not it doesn't have a giant you know fucking animalistic punch it's just a matter of fact all all rooted in being reality ourselves <laughs> how could we be a noun exactly yeah so instead of having thousands of questions really you could answer every question with hey being reality ourselves yeah your question you know is uh whatever misdirected so to speak yeah so I'm on to that tonight. I like that way. Yeah, it's very free thought. It makes it definitely lightens the load a lot to feel that you're not responsible for all the stuff that happened. Oh, yeah. That's so much burden. You know, in the course, like Mike brought up, it, uh, that's, that's like the, the engine and the storage of guilt. Yeah. So I had a very strong experience when I was younger when I was around six years old, my father got very ill. Yeah. So my mother sat me down and told me, Hey, Paul, uh, you know, dad isn't going to be able to take you to the park and tried to explain that things were going to change. Yeah. And try to assure me I had nothing to do with it. Let's say dad's very ill, even brought our family doctor back then you'd have a family doctor. Dr. Jan Quinto, and he sat me down and told me the medical thing. But the only how I felt about it is what did I do to cause my father not to want to play with me? This is what this is uh, that view of self. Yes, that self view from that idea of self being completely feeling like I was completely responsible for everything. It was so much weight being put on me. Yes. And that's the only way I could intellectually understand something different, but the, the visceral feeling was in that feeling of what did I do to cause my father not to want to play with me? This is, uh, that's like the, like the nucleus of the manufacturing of self. Yes. Is that so in the course, they talk about it as guilt or whatever, but yeah, when this message when you see you're not that a lot of that weight get, you know gets reconfigured yeah and instead of being like dead weight in a mental storage unit it's used to enrich your day yes yeah it's beautiful yeah uh thank you for the answer i also had a sh quick share for you i think last week you said something that stuck in my mind was let it land uh don't protect yourself and uh 
It's been wonderful. Um, I think that's been like the mantra for this week. And uh, I had like a, you know, um, was a feeling really down and very miserable with a lot of negativity floating around, but had like a few seconds of just sunshine kind of peek through. So I was very grateful. Wow, great. Yes. Well, there'll be more of that. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Because it's like, it's like installing or a, a new weather front will take over. Yeah. Yeah, you don't use, you, you know, people see weather a lot, but sometimes a weather front sort of sits for a while and it can become the norm. Yeah. And then you, you know, then what you expect is more based on what the weather front's going to allow than anything else. Well, there's a new, a new weather front in your, in the atmosphere will show up. Yes. A lot, a lot of open space. Yeah. A lot of possibilities. Yeah. And a lot of them have nothing, there's nothing to do. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's great. All right, thanks, Anu. It's always, I'm always happy to speak with you. Oh, thank you, Paul. Yeah. Thanks, Anu. And JP. JP from uh, Vietnam, yes. Hi, Paul, hi. Yeah, hi, Paul, hi, everyone. Um, I was just, um, it's not so much a question, but kind of like just an observation, I think. It's it's like talking about, you know, the reality of myself or, the, you know, or, or, you know, I am my reality. Um, <clears throat> and what comes up is, you know, I'm my own surprise in that moment. You know, I have no idea what I'm gonna do and whatever I do is okay. And um, there's not even a question of wanting or not wanting, you know, and so there's no question of whether you know, it's, um, you know, um, whether I need to make a decision or not, it's just naturally what I'm doing. And this is exactly what I want to do, so to speak. Um, and then, and then also for seeing it from the other perspective, you know, which is kind of like a living hell in a way, it's kind of like wanting myself to be this or that, am I making the right decision or the wrong decision, and all the shoulds and shouldn'ts and you know, all, all the trying to make myself a better action figure and not being able to and failing and then trying again. And, you know, I think realizing also that, you know, that actually in that kind of like, in that kind of state, it's like there is no choice. There is no power. You know, it's, it's like I try really hard and there is no real choice. Um, so, so, you know, and, and then kind of like, it's like kind of, you were saying about, you know, at some point um, you're talking about verbing rather than nouning. And, you know, and, and I see that, you know, when I am in my reality, that's a wonderful way to live, you know, to live my life. It's, it's, it's really like uh, a lot lighter, it is traveling lighter. You know, it's like the, the, the character is not nouning anymore. It's verbing and then taking accountability when it needs to. You know, it's not guilt anymore. It's accountability. Mm. And it's, it's, it's just not so heavy anymore. It's like I can, I can apologize and it's not me. I'm just taking accountability, you know. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to share that because it's kind of like really just really clear for me at the moment. Great. Yes. Well, it's clear in the moment, not to you, but clear. Yes. It's clear in the moment. Yeah. 
That's great. I love to hear this. Uh, it's never a surprise to me because I have faith in the message and the power of it. And just uh, simple repetition of being ourselves reality <laughs> does wonders here because being ourselves not reality tends to cause a lot of fucking shit, to tell you the truth. Yeah, it's sort of like uh, the noun, a lot of shit, you know, something that's moving, it's hard to, you know, dust doesn't build up on a verb, you know. <laughs> dust builds up on a noun. Yeah, you know what I mean? This is what happens. So we get, when a noun is reinforced by the idea that you're the thinker, at that point, when the noun is the thinker, it now is owned by thoughts. Yeah? Yeah? When you were younger, thoughts weren't owning your day, were they? You, you didn't know you were the thinker. <laughs> you had no idea. They were just showing up and you were playing and whatever, probably wasn't even following much of them. Yeah? And then, there was an owning of the thinking, and by and you were you were now crowned the thinker, and then suddenly your life was owned by thoughts. Yeah, your day could be owned by thoughts. Yeah, same thing with feelings. Once the feeler is presented, feelings have the ability now. They're given the ability through us to ruin the feeler's day. <laughs> See, in ownership, I'm talking about the activity of duality. In, in ownership, it's a two-way street. What, what, there's a claiming of owning owns you, has the ability to own you. Yes? You see? When that starts weakening, you just travel lighter. And what more do we want, really? Yeah, really. What more do we want? What is really the pressing thing? I'm uncomfortable or something or whatever, yeah? There's always been an unease, let's say, in recover, unrecovered people and alcoholic uh, in AA and stuff. It's irritable, restless, and discontent. So basically, all we really would hope to uh, have stabilized is traveling lighter through this event, yeah? And there's ways that that can be... Uh, supported and there's ways that it's not supported yeah so let's say if you have very very strict pictures and ideas of how uh you know love's gonna come in your life you're gonna miss a lot of deliveries yeah because you're stuck on you know it's got to look a certain way so hopefully this shit falls off and you start reeling and then the pride of being the doer hopefully gets hum uh, humbled enough so you can be grateful for something doing for you what you can't do for yourself Instead of fucking seeing that as Armageddon or a terrible day, it's hallelujah. Yeah, because, you know, so this is whole thing. I've watched thousands of people at these talks. Yeah, tons of them. Yeah. And I've seen people entertain these ideas rooted in being ourselves reality. Yeah, this is the primary, see, it would be better in a way, instead of calling it non-duality, it would be nicely to say being ourselves reality, yeah? 
Because non-duality gets a little, what the fuck is that, you know? But being ourselves reality, and then making sure, because the ourselves will be seen as what we're not, give you all the warnings, yeah? All right, because that which is saying it's reality ain't, that's not the reality, you know? <laughs> it's not saying thinking ourselves the reality, you know, pronouncing ourselves reality. No, it's being ourselves reality. Being, being. No activities like thinking, shit like that. Just your inherent condition on, 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 on. Yeah. Being ourselves reality, let's look at what we're not. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. yeah. If we weren't, if we weren't reality, we would try to look for reality. Obviously, that would make sense because maybe a lot of the troubles that we get up to is because reality isn't clear. Yeah? So then, yeah, that would, you know, that would probably, after you've had like a lot of failures and shit, it would probably lead you to maybe, you know, making a decision or hoping to have a drive to find reality because nothing else has worked. Yeah, but being ourselves reality, that doesn't work. Yeah? You could give me an incredible statement of your 40-year process to become reality, but being ourselves reality gives it a whole, puts, puts a whole different light on it. It says, wow, you know? Yeah? Now, 40 years, I would have liked to get off the spiritual bus in a day based on being ourselves reality. <laughs> I would have. You know, 40 years doesn't, that doesn't get, doesn't spin my top. I'm like, what? Fuck. <laughs> I think I would love to start with every, before every conversation starts, I'd love to have a little, a little blurb go off. Being ourselves reality. All right, let's go. <laughs> That's non-duality. That's the premise, yeah? He stated it right there. Don't call it non-duality. It's being ourselves reality. We can't use ourselves to find ourselves, yes? We can't use reality to find reality because reality has never been lost, <laughs> yeah? It's reality. <laughs> so everything that comes after all the buts all the this oh but wait a minute oh i i i beg to differ all right but first step first point is being ourselves reality i had this lady uh, i used to know hadn't seen her in years yeah she came in and uh called me and wanted to get a coffee so I, I went with, she's traveled all around the world and she became like a psychiatrist, yeah? So we get in the, in the car and she knows sort of what I do and stuff. So she starts her thing about, based on we're real, you know, and we're people who are mixed up. And so she went off and presented her case. And I said, I don't want to talk because our premises are different. Yeah? Your whole your whole riff is based on a premise I don't agree with, that this place is real. I don't. 
So let's not talk and have a nice coffee. Because <laughs> it's, it's not a win-win situation. Yeah? So this is the premise. Everyone here. Being, being means that's your present state, present tense state. Yes? Being. It doesn't put any time uh, consideration in it. Being ourselves reality yeah that's it we are now going to look at what we're not <laughs> because it seems here what we're not can seemingly it can appear to reality that it's forgotten itself by being obsessed with what what it's not yeah so the dreaming forget it forgets its dreaming by being identified as the dreamt is it true that it's the dream? No. That's the beauty of the message. Yeah? It's not like we're, it's not any heavy lifting because, <laughs> yeah, you're not that. Yeah? You've never not been reality. Yeah? No matter uh, the most heinous thing didn't disqualify you, the most virtuous thing didn't get you a, you know, a premier seat in the front of the plane. Reality. Yeah? Being ourselves reality. We do some crazy shit. They're not in, they're, there's not conflict there. There's crazy shit happening seemingly here, all the while being ourselves reality. Yeah? It's not like that's first and that has to be conditioned for us to be ourselves reality. No. The primary point is being ourselves reality. All the other shit is secondary. The head wants to put the secondary before being ourselves reality and give us the hope, well, maybe one day we'll become what we really are. Give me a freaking break. Yeah? So you're just a great report. You're losing interest in something that really, really, you know, it's more like a black hole. That interest, it's like money badly spent, so to speak, in a lot of ways. <laughs> so, yes. And anyone correct me if I'm wrong. I think the essence of non-duality is being ourselves reality. That's the point. Yeah. And then we're going to, from there, I don't care if it feels true or not. That's the assumption that we're going to look at everything else from. Yeah. That's the only hope we have really, because if it's only, if it's all about what we're not as what we're not, it doesn't go anywhere. Fortunately, being ourselves reality that what we're not can be overrided. Yeah? It can appear, but take a very small part of the screen instead of being the whole screen. Yes? And that's brought about by interest and attention. You will lose interest in this activity when there's a recognition it's not you. Just like you lose an interest in a conversation in the other room when you hear they're not talking about you. Same thing. Yeah? 
there'll be a loss of interest and that interest is going to go somewhere yeah and you'll find out where it goes it probably won't go anywhere really yeah it will stop what what, what you know the idea of what we're not there's, there's a lot of direction of interest and attention to those activities that reinforce and fortify that, that fucking crazy idea. A lot of that interest and attention will just stop. To me, that's presence. Presence is like undirected interest and attention, really. And just, ah, and now you're awake to being awake. Yeah instead of seemingly asleep to being awake. <laughs> the awakeness is the fact. Being ourselves reality is the fact. And if you don't believe it, you know, fucking argue with Ramana Maharshi. I'm just, yeah. Call him up if you can. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, anyone else? Thank you, JP. Uh Keith from Boise. Keith of Boise. Keith from Idaho. Hey there, Paul. I, I really want to say that what you're what you're hitting on right now is is what I, I brought to the meeting tonight. I wasn't aware that I wanted to share it, but it's just so totally relevant. It's hard to give um, enough emphasis to the how when this when this construct is seen through or this activity is seen through that leads to the construct. The loss of interest is, is it's hard to describe. And I've, I don't even have enough interest in trying to describe it. That's how. <laughs> exactly. So I'm gonna give a couple of examples of how before this message and all the, I'm gonna give a couple of examples of how I have attempted to resolve this in the past. One was, and by the way, it has to do with uh, recurring interactions with a couple of family members, let's say. <clears throat> there was once a period of time when the solution to that, to the solution to the problem, perceived problem of being who I am in the family system, was to educate myself on, well, as the third of four, I played a certain role. So the assumption was, by understanding that role, I would be free of it. Well, that's a fool's errand. Because I, by educating myself on the role, I deepen my relationship with the role in the name of getting enlightened about the role. Then there was a phase with family members when I assiduously practiced Buddhist letting go. Well, active efforts to let go reinforce attachment. So those two as examples compared to this. This is, I have a brother same brother, and he periodically comes after me with, yeah, that's what it feels like, with a, with a zinger of some kind, with a text or an email. And there's just the awareness of a loss of interest, a genuine loss of interest. And it's no effort. In fact, it's the opposite of effort. No effort to maintain the loss of interest. Just as I, I, there's an awareness of how this would have once once riled me and i'm just aware that i don't have any any anything to give back that's being given 
And if, if that's what burning of karma is, I would imagine it is that. Genuine loss of interest is probably what the, uh, it would be the opposite of accumulating karma, but it has to be genuine loss of interest. And by the way, every now and then this brother, this week, he, the reason this is kind of rich, he sent me a zinger and I actually found that it provoked me. And that's okay too. Because I can now be interested in that as something that arose, that got a bite, and I can say, oh, there's some residue of, of the selfing process. It's not really active right now, but it came up right now. I feel, you know, I feel snagged by it, or there's a catch, there's a catch. Hey, I can be interested in that and let it go, and it by just allowing it, that's the thing, just allowing it, which requires no effort at all, it's like allowing the clouds. Do I have any effort involved in allowing the clouds today? That's a lot of work. No, I don't. I just behold them. So I beheld that my brother kind of bing, and I felt, oh, that's where I respond. And I said, oh, and I let it, it just, it rose and surfaced and evaporated. So anyway, just really want to sing the praises of the loss of interest when it when it really is that and and attention can go to so much else i don't read about family systems i can't imagine reading another book about buddhism if i do it'll be from a, it won't be with any effort to improve anything it'll be because i'm interested in history perhaps you know whatever but i don't i don't anticipate it so just the emphasis here is when when i see that that's what i'm not when, when there's a recognition, I'm not that, interest can go so many other places, and it does. Okay, so that's, that's what I want to share. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you, Keith. Thanks for the report. Yeah. 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 The point is, the loss of interest usually reveals there was a lot of interest in things <laughs> in other things yeah <laughs> it's usually a, a it's a dualistic understanding there's a loss in something and then it's you see way there was a whole lot of interest in that other thing <laughs> you don't know it when you're in it seemingly yeah so when when some of the interest is removed you realize wow that thing was a glutton for interest sucking it up like a gravitational vacuum yeah yeah and yeah. if there's it's if there's one truth from the whole family systems thing that is relevant to this it is that when one member of a family system genuinely changes the whole system will will be perturbed it it, it does change the balance of things and i'm aware uh, not that there's been any great accomplishment. It's a, it's a non-accomplishment of, of, of this loss of interest in playing the Keith role uh, that's expected. I see evidence of it, of, of my withdrawal as, uh, you know, the energy that went to Keith has to go a little someplace else and, and see if there's going to be a new scapegoat or a new, uh, you know, tormentor. It's a little bit like in The Office, you know, the TV show, The Office. It really depended on Steve Carell being Michael Scott. And then in season six, he said, I don't want to do this anymore. Steve Carell, I want to be in movies and other kind of stuff. 
So they tried two more seasons and they kept bringing in new office managers. It didn't work anymore. The show began, you know, he wasn't willing to keep being the self called Michael Scott. So it is fun to watch the system, the network of relationships in your life. When your interest genuinely goes someplace else and you don't have any interest in scoring the point, it's fun to watch. It's just fun to watch. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks to this message. That's really very clear. Thanks to this message. Keeps getting richer. Yeah. It's like, uh, remember all those lousy shows they syndicate and they put on daytime. And if, <laughs> if one of the characters changes the whole show, <laughs> yeah. they're all needed to be, yeah. Yeah, everybody's got yeah, to stay it's in character. Like it's like a contract almost, yes. So people have a certain contract. And uh, yeah, when one of them breaks it, yeah, you can see the whole, yeah, yeah. Yes, well, yeah. thanks, bro. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Keith. Uh, no other hands. Anybody else want to raise their hand? House. Mike, you're really looking. That's pretty good. I like that stare. <laughs> you're looking for a hand. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, we don't you. need. <laughs> okay, I found one. Uh, Paul. <laughs> Okay, is that PK? Who's uh? Yes, anyone? Stacy, yes. what's yeah. going on there? Stacy from LA. Hey, Paul. I can unmute, start video. Oh, I think you got someone with a real question. I'll let you answer that. Uh, we'll come back. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. Who's the uh? It's PK, Long Island PK. Oh, yes. hey, man, just wanted to say uh, I love him. And when every time you talk about a conviction, I'm like, man, this is a conviction I want on my record. Like, I want this conviction to stick. And the beauty is, you know, as I listen to you, I don't even have to do anything for the conviction to stick. But being this conviction, uh, it's just such a beautiful thing where otherwise you're trying to you know hope that the conviction doesn't stick but this is amazing stuff man and i just love even though like what uh keith was saying too about losing interest i try to lose interest in the seeming sense of paul hederman but man i just keep coming back because it's like uh it's like a smack in the face it's like a reconnection to myself to my true self or seeming sense of self or whatever it is. I don't know. Something in the water. But I love it. I mean, I really yeah. think that it, you know, it's just crazy, but um, it really just, you know, I guess the thing too is when you think about it, then you're in the intellect, you know, so it's almost like you can't get it, but that's the joy of it. And I just love it, man. And that's to me, the whole idea of keep coming back. 
when you keep coming back to these concepts and to these people, seeming senses of people and experiences and situations, what formerly would have crushed us and debilitated us and, and made us not want to lose our will to live. To, for me, this gives me, I love it. I'm a convict, you know, but I'm, my conviction is just on like trying, you know, like you said, just to be present and to be, you know, I mean, I can't like what Keith was saying, he's losing the energy of Keith, but I can't completely lose the energy of Paul PK, but I can certainly reduce it so that the, the real traveler of the vehicle or seeming sense of it is just like you said, you know, life's happening and we're here and that's the traveling lighter, man. I, I'll tell you, man, it's, you must've beat me up when we were in Raffle Center and, and sold me oregano, but hey, man, I enjoyed that also. <laughs> it cracks me up, man. It's great. <laughs> well, I'm happy to see you, my friend. Yeah. Long live Rockville Center. <laughs> the thing is... Uh, Everything would be different, obviously, or it could look exactly the same, but be different. If life started uh, being ourselves reality, <laughs> instead of being ourselves a loser or fucked up or unable to have a viable relationship with another person or tons of other things, it would be nice to have that, that little idea lit up as you're living, yeah? being ourselves reality, not chanting it like a mantra, having that lit up like a part of your house. Yeah. That light always being on. Yeah. So no matter like how you got lost in the other rooms in the house, you could always find that house. Yes. That room. So it's almost always like you were saying like a given, like where it's almost like it's built in. You well, don't have it is. to keep That's that's the great news. It's just, in other words, let's say you live in a house for 80 years, but basically you lived upon a floor. Yeah. The floor of the house was what was supporting you. This is like having a whole new floor. Yeah. Sort of like the idea of, I remember, uh, we used to have a little joke about the vacuum salesman coming over to sell me a vacuum, uh, incredibly good salesman, but I didn't have any rugs. I just had hardwood floors. So no matter how good his pitch was, I wasn't gonna buy a vacuum because I don't have any rugs, yeah? <laughs> That's sort of what it's like. It's sort of like when I, uh, we had this story about going to Turkey and uh, we had this guy, uh, volunteer to be our uh guide and show us this place the uh, blue mosque and this place called the sophia very nice gentleman with a suit and a grayish black hair and he brought us to this red brick building knocked on a door and someone looked just like him came and he sort of passed us off to this other person and they brought us into a rug emporium yeah and they started bringing out all these rugs and they said, Mr. Paul, do you want to have a Turkish coffee or some apple juice? And I said, I'll have apple juice. And they brought me and these other people in and they went on bringing, it was an incredible show. 
but I was in a, the thing is, I didn't have a house. I was traveling around the world, yeah? So no matter how much the rugs, and they would say, well, we can fold it and put it in your knapsack. I go, I'm not going to bring a rug to Thailand, you know? And so I had a built-in immunity to, from, to buying a rug because I had no place to live, yeah? <laughs> so this is what it's sort of like. So having the flaw of being ourselves reality changes every fucking thing else. Yeah. But you or feel has like the potential to change everything else. Yes. Just that simple feel- statement. Instead of being ourselves a long lasting independent separate entity, which then there's a huge narration and, and a life of interpretation based on that. Yeah. So is it like a fake, like the magic carpet ride where like you believe the rug is you and you believe it can take you anywhere, but in actuality, there's no floor to put the rug on. There's no floor, bro. Exactly. The thing is, there's no need for something. That's That's because we live completely in need here. Yeah, we need food, clothing, shelter. Yes, but some people have that, but they're still on a survival level. The mental state is has brought so many things into levels of wants to extend desires to just keep fermenting more agitation and more agitation. And then that agitation leads to an anxiety and then we end up relying on self, which is the failed system. Yeah. It's great. Non-duality presenting another, another fact, which is being ourselves reality. Yeah. Not that, you know, it's not, in other words, it's negating the reality that the mental state has lent itself by stating the fact being ourselves reality. Yeah. So it, you know, whatever's masquerading you know, as reality is shown up because being ourselves reality. Yes. Yeah. I'm that's, I don't, know, to me, this is, this is the best on these three I words. I don't know why. I just uh, they they made they've been the theme of my day to my night right now. I, love, <laughs> I just love it down beautifully. Being oh by the way, being ourselves reality. Yeah. You can't be using yourself to find yourself. Woo! Yeah. So yes, thank you, PK. All right. Thanks, PK. Anybody else want to raise their hand? No, let's say goodbye. Hey, I was just letting PK know that uh, in our in our ignorance, when we're um, you know act, acting as though we're not reality already, we're compelled to buy buy flying carpets by <laughs> by the innateness of being reality. Yes. Remember, it's not our ignorance, just ignorance, ignorance flying around. Or in in dreaming, (laughs) in dreaming. Yeah, no, I like that. Well, listen, I've had a a nice evening. Let's say good night, eh? Yeah, let me say hello to uh, Mike. Thank you, Mike, for for all the service. Mm -hmm. And we come up against Kerry and Judith. Yes. Oh, we love you. 
<laughs> we love you, Paul. That's awesome. Yes, the, well, the carpet salesman don't come around here anymore. We have no floor. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's uh, right. I, uh, I wait for them, but they don't come. They lost interest in me and I'm like, <laughs> we all lost interest. No floor. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And your message is flawless. It's beautiful. You're beautiful. It's, oh, this was a needed, much needed uh, aspect viewing in my life because the action figure Judith was in mystery, trying to attain reality <laughs> for so long. So thank yes. you for putting a stop to it. Or show yeah, me how to do it for myself. Great. Yeah. Right. Thank you, guys. I'll be seeing you soon sometime, physically. Yes. Yeah. We're waiting yeah. for you. Yes. Just start sending me the surf reports, and that'll get me motivated. Yeah. Yeah. We got Geo. Nice to see you, Geo. Yeah. All as well. We got Kenneth from Vancouver. Yeah. Brandon, our uh, one of the did you see the, I don't know if the new uh, things on the website went up. I think on on the donate uh, thing, it's a great it's your music, I think. The, and then uh, following an old Toyota driving around in England. <laughs> great. It's a, I don't know if they've they put it up yet, but they showed me the other day, Dimitri and Julie. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It really brings out the best of the video of the music. Yeah, it's great. I mean, really, really good. I really liked it. So uh, we got Cindy. Nice to see you, Cindy. Yeah, there you go. And we got uh, Alex. Alex has moved uh, from Tuesdays and Thursdays. She's made the leap to Wednesday night. I always come on Wednesday. Uh, what? I know. Always come on Wednesday. But I wanted to say, uh, I I always knew I didn't have a floor, but I I, I did collect uh, rugs. I have a backpack full of rugs if anyone wants to buy them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> anew, it's always nice to see. I love that word name anew you say it it sounds really good thank you paul anew always anew always anew that's very nice that's a very verbing word yeah anew i like it yeah all right nice to see you hon so nice to see you we got tommy wherever you are nice to see you tommy or not see you stefan on having never left i think we were you were the theme of the talk tonight, yes? It's very good. We got Linda, always a pleasure. Right underneath Linda's uh, Mary G. Those two are becoming a posse, I think. Yeah. Hi, Paul. Hi, Hi, everyone. Hi. Yeah. Paul, uh, well, I just wanted to say thank you. Um, when you were talking about being ourselves reality, it just hit me. How could I possibly ever be a noun? And I, 
I have the choice between being reality or being my miserable self with full of agitation and buying much more shit than just rugs. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The rugs start. Yeah. After the rug, you need to get lamps. Then it goes on and on and on. I I know the routine. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, We have Joyce, our future dog uh, watcher. I got to be very nice to Joyce. Firing to the <laughs> There's so much competition. I don't know. It's going to be a tight race. Wait, who's going to get the, who's... <laughs> We had Johannes from Germany. We're both having the same problem. The sun has gone down. I can't see anyone. I uh, got okay. you. Nice to see you, my friend. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We got JP from Vietnam holding down the fort. Always a pleasure. Follow your little escapades. Keith. Yes. Yeah. I wonder how wisdom is going to do in Boise. We'll see. See what happens. Yeah may put out a certain frequency. Watch out. <laughs> uh, we have Monique, an, a dear old friend of mine from from uh, Kensington Square in Toronto. Nice to see you, Monique. Say hello to mom. We got to uh, let's Pop. see. I love you, honey. It's always a pleasure. Come on down sooner or later. Yeah. We got the I tent don't... up. Okay. Yep. Love to Amelia. Yeah. Yeah. She's right here, I think. Brian, nice to see you, barely. <laughs> Lights going down. Yeah. Uh, First time appearance. Oh, nice. Uh, I came in late. Apologies to the community. Uh, Pacific Northwesterner. Um, just uh, enjoying the space and, uh, uh, laughing quite a bit at how the carpets need to match the drapes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, I, I kind of wore the grooves out on the uh, Jiddu Krishnamurti uh, area. And when I stumbled upon you about a year ago or so, and uh, it was, it was like a, uh, it was like a, a renewal of what, I don't know how to put it in words. I, it just, it really, it, the resonance was, was sort of a seamless transition. So I'm just grateful that, uh, that, uh, I found this community and, uh, it's an honor to be here. Well, we're happy to have you, Brian. Yeah. Back at you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I hope to see you. I'll see you again soon. I hope. Yeah. Back at you. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else. Oh, Ben Clark is, uh, up and about. Yes, he just rose for a second. Nice to see you, Ben. Yeah, I'm people. Thanks. Thanks. Great. Oh, you're welcome. Any anytime. We got Z. I haven't seen Z in a couple of days. The wind has been a little too strong. Nice to see you, Z. Tomorrow could be the day. Maybe you'll come over and have a coffee here. All right. Yeah. Uh, we got S- uh, Susan 
formerly known as Suzanne. Nice to see you. Yes, always a pleasure. We got Nina. Hope she gives me uh, notice before she shows up. Nice to see you, Nina. <laughs> we got Brahmi from uh, uh, India. I hope she's doing well there. I can't see her, but I, I can feel her. We got Stacy, one of my uh, earlier, uh, whatever, someone I met in the early days. Yeah. Nice hey, to see Tom, you, Stacy. You got, a, you got more and more people in this room from Los Angeles. I think we're all ready for you to come down. Well, let's do it. Yeah, maybe we'll do it in, uh, in June. I want to go down anyway and stay in uh, Port Hainimi, Hainimi, near uh, Hainimi, uh, near Ventura. So, so okay. I can go in the water there. Yeah. So let's see. We'll work something out. I'll talk to Kyle and other people too. Okay. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We got John K. Always a pleasure. We got Jennifer. Jennifer is in Colorado now. Yes. Thank you so much, Paul. You're welcome, Jennifer. Always a pleasure to hear or not hear you. It's good. Yes. We got uh, James. James the Big Lebowski. Yeah. He's got a lot going on. I'm happy he found, his, found a little time to come visit us again. Amelia, the love of my life. I can smell her before she get there. I can smell the dinner. Woo! Incredible. Uh, let's see. We got Jim. Uh, nice to see you again, Jim. Thank you, Paul. We met on the border the first time. It's nice. Yes. Thank you. Welcome. Oh, Kaiser's down in L.A. Hopefully, you'll be down there when I go. Yeah, I'll be here till August. Good to see you, Paul. Hi. Oh, really? Good. Well, I'll see you down there. Paul K. We got Susanna. Hey, Susanna, thanks for the donation. Yeah, this is a Long, long Island. Show you. Oh, yeah, I know, PK. I see you. Oh, there's Long Island City? Yeah, there's. Yeah, it's that better. Than... It's looking out towards Long Island. Long Island. You see the horizon? <laughs> the end of the world. Yes, Long Island. I'm always looking out for Long Island. <laughs> I don't want to step on Long Island. Well, it's in we got Keith again from Boise. PK from Long Island City. John Luna, he's a, he's a Long Island boy. Yeah. We got uh, Deborah M. We got Joe. Joe. I don't know. You know, I gotta. You know, I'm still in that mode of not going anywhere, but it looks like it's changing. So, I'm I'm probably gonna go back east to do some talks sooner or later. So yeah, I'll I'll announce it, John, and we'll get to we'll get to we'll maybe we we'll all will meet. Yes. Oh, that sounds good. Great. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Yep. Deborah M. Nice to see you or not see you, but always see the your picture. Joe, I think it's Joe from the Bronx. Always a pleasure. We got John R. visiting from uh, a little north of Byron Bay, Australia. Fantastic. 
it's another location we want to go. Amelia loves Byron Bay, so. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much. We'll be here uh, tomorrow for the recovery and Saturday uh, for non-duality. And so if, if, if you need to know what's going on, it's always on the uh, zenbitslap.com under events. There's all the Zooms and everything and any live ones if we start doing it. I think next week we'll have a live one at the house here. Uh, where I live. So coinciding with the zoom. Hey, thanks everyone.